Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Evidence. Praise God. Evidence. You know, it was, it was prayed out in morning prayer this morning. Uh, in, in almost these words, but the witness of the Spirit, the resident Holy Spirit within us, is proof. It's the evidence. I want, I, come on, body of Christ. Just simply in the love of God, the love of a heavenly Father, and that's all I'm here to do right now is let Him speak. You have the witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. God is in you. He's faithful. He's true. You have the evidence of His goodness. And if you trust Him, He will not ever, ever let you be hurt, fall, or fail. You have the, think about it, you have, the, how many of you have the witness right now? Think about it. You have the witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside right now. You know what it was like before, and you know what it's like now. God Almighty, El Shaddai, Yahavah, Yahavah Jireh, Yahavah Rapha, Yahavah Zidkanu, and all the other names He has your provider, your healer, and your righteousness, and all the other redemptive names. God Almighty is in you, and you know it <laughs> by the witness. Hallelujah. Evidence of His goodness. It's not even our work to pull it up and manifest it. It's our work to rest in Him and allow Him to manifest it. We rest in Him by trusting Him, by believing His Word, by trusting Him and having full confidence. That's faith, definition of faith. Having full confidence, He's got me. Hebrews chapter 4, enter into the rest. That's mixing faith with the Word. And it profits those who do. Yes. We have ceased from our own works and entered into His. And His works are finished. So what happens? Now, I really want to go down this road strong, but I'm going to resist it. And we're going to take this up soon, if we don't get raptured first, to talk to you and teach you about angels. We, got, we touched into this Wednesday night in the men's group a little while, a little bit. I will, I'm going I'm 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 to teach you a whole bunch about angels. In fact, Pastor Sherry and I are probably both going to end up uh, working together on that series. Uh, not just working together to put it together, but working together to deliver it. Uh, because when you trust God, when you trust your loving Heavenly Father, and, and you just, every word that comes out, every look, your countenance, your words coming out of you are just His word. You're trusting Him. You trust His, the covenant. 
angels go to work. They're there right now. They're absolutely surrounding you right now. But when you let them, when you trust God and rest, you let those angels go to work. Ah! And you know they can do everything from impregnate a virgin with the Son of God to deliver the Son of God out of hell because He never sinned to, to cause you <laughs> to prosper in every step you take, spirit, soul, body, relationships, and finances. Amen. To be healed and healthy, prospered and wealthy, out of bondages and into freedom. Angels, angels, angels. They are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who are heirs, that's inheritance, of deliverance. So you think about any little thing that ever has, ever does, or ever shall come against you with any kind of anything that's un, une, unequally or outside the will of God. Let me put it that way. When you rest, not only is the Holy Ghost working, I think a lot of people think the Holy Ghost is the great convincer. Okay, let's give him that. He's the great convincer. He's more than that, but let's just give him that. But then functionally, these ginormous, gigantic, absolutely warring and winning created angels of God Almighty, the two-thirds who didn't fall with Satan when he was thrown out of heaven, and they become demons, that one-third, the two-thirds that didn't, they make your words come to pass. They make His words in your mouth come to pass. They make His words in your rest come to pass. When you rest, you put it in His hands. When you put it in God's hands, He has, you, you don't see Him all the time with your physical eyes, and so a lot of people don't believe in Him. You know, they think, well, they got a little angel somewhere, you know, some little thing sitting on a shelf somewhere. No, no, no you, you have mighty warring and winning spirits created by God when you take the work out of your own hands and put it in His, right. and He puts them to work. Yes. He, he wants to. Amen. He wants to all the time. We're the ones that prohibit Him. Right. But when we, when we choose to rest in a time of confrontation, I don't care if it's sickness and disease, I don't care if it's relational, I don't care if it's financial, it doesn't matter. Mental, emotional, it does not matter what kind it is, praise God. When we choose to rest and we take the work off of us, and we put the care on Him and trust Him, you are surrounded. Like Elisha told Gehazi, there are more with us than there are with them. Amen? Amen. And they go to work. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It was these angels that dropped down and picked up Elijah. Do you suppose it wasn't the same angels? That walked off with Enoch. He was a right, he was a good man, walked with God, and then he was not. How did he get from here to there? Angels. Right. Who do you suppose, or what do you suppose, stopped the waters of the Red Sea and dried up the ground? Well, it was God. No, no, no. It was God telling his angels what to do. And when you see this word, we touched on this in the men's meeting recently. 
When you see this word S-A-B-A-O-T-H, Sabaoth, it says he's the Lord, he's the Lord of Sabaoth. Right. That's not the Lord of the Sabbath. That word Sabaoth, S-A-B-A-O-T-H, is Lord of hosts, Lord of hosts, army hosts, Lord of army angels, angel armies. He's Lord. Will you let him be Lord? You're in good shape. This is how we walk in love. This is how we walk in love, and we, and we can go ahead, and we don't walk with the devil. In fact, your Bible says give no place to the devil. Absolutely none. So if there are demon-oppressed or demon-possessed people in your life, the, the Word doesn't say try to, try to you know, make a deal with them. Right. I'm going to say that again because some of you need to hear that again. The Word of God does not say try to bargain with the devil or with the demon-possessed and demon-oppressed individuals who are trying to bargain with you. The Word of God says give no place. Zero. To them or their reasoning or their logic or their fear tactics or anything else. Amen. Their pressure, their stress, their attacks, their accusations. Amen. Amen. Give no place to the devil. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. What in the world does that mean? Well, he lives in you. But how, how is it? I mean, I know there's people that can live in the same house and they really don't draw near to one another. Right. In blended communion. Amen. Blended fellowship. Amen. But we draw near to God in blended fellowship with Him, and we trust Him. I've got to move on from this, but I can't wait to teach you at length about this because I've been dealing with angels for 33 years. Amen. I don't choose when I get to see angels, but I've seen angels numbers of times. Amen. I will tell you this one time. I'm going to give the short version of it. Sometime in the series, I'll give you the longer version. <clears throat> I was in a tavern in Albany, Illinois, looking for one of my teenagers out of my youth group at the church that we, were, we had in Albany, we were with in Albany. And his little sister said that he went to a certain, certain bar that night on New Year's Eve instead of coming to the all-night youth meeting. Well, me and the big hunk of a man that I am went after him. Well, it was, a, it was a gang bar. There were, there were two gangs that liked to hang out there a lot. And uh, even on New Year's Eve, there were a lot of Harleys, ratty ones, out front. And I went looking for this young man, and I pulled that door open and walked in, New Year's Eve. And I looked around, and there was the bar down this side over here, and tables out in the middle, and booths all down that side. And then you go through, there's a couple doors back there, and you go into the pool room, and there's bar, booths all around back there, pool table in the middle. And I just kind of did a John Wayne kind of thing and went walking, looking in every booth at every table, every face to see if he was there. I'm looking for him. I walked around that. There's people playing pool. Yes, there's a whole lot of drinking going on and carousing. And I walked through that entire place. I looked at every face of every person in that place. Nobody questioned me. I was very out of place there. Amen. And I got back up by the front of the bar, and there's a fellow sitting on the second stool. His name's Boom Boom. I know that because he told me that. And I asked the bartender, I said, Have you seen, do you know so and so? And I called this young man by name. He said, I know him. 
he'd been running drugs for two of the three gangs that were in that region, which is real dangerous. <clears throat> I said, have you seen him this evening? He said, I've not seen him this evening. I said, okay. Boom, boom, turns around. He's drinking, man. He's all, it's like 8, eight o'clock on, on New Year's Eve, and he's already tanked. And he turns around, and he looks, to me, looks at me, and he looks beside me, and I see him. He looks down at, my, at the feet, the floor. Then he looks up somewhere just below the ceiling, looks back down at me. And he said, that sure is a big guy that's with you. <laughs> Wonder who he saw. Amen. Now, I'm not suggesting you go running around bars trying to, you know, just, you know, count on angels. You, do, you go do what, but you will go do what the will of God. And I'm guaranteeing you there's angels moving around you right now. And when you rest in the Lord, he prompts them to do what you can't do, but you'd like to be able to do. They'll do it for you. How in the world do you think this place got created? Whose hands, when God spoke, light be, what hands formed it? It's a physical, the sun is physical. It's a piece of physics. A big piece of physics. Whose hands? Angels. When the, when you can find this in the Bible, there's 25 hours documented in, in, in the history of humanity where, where, where time stopped. A 24-hour period and a one-hour period. You can find it in the Word. Who stopped it? Well, God did. Yeah, but how did He do it? Because we're talking about working in the physical realm here. Now, don't, don't, don't pass out on me. We're talking about things operating in the physical realm, out of the spiritual realm, into the physical, and manifesting the will of God in the physical realm. Who does that? Angels. And how do they do it? By direction of the Holy Spirit. Spirit, which spirit you are of. Amen. Amen. When, you, when you speak the word of God, the Holy Spirit witnesses with you, and the spirit of God and the angels that are they're the workmen, it's done. Amen. Yeah, but I know, but it's been a while, and you know, and it's been this pressure and this stress, and it's taken a while. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Daniel. Not my Daniel, but Daniel in the Bible. He's my Daniel too, but. Amen. Since the day you first, the moment you first prayed, we were sent. Amen. Read your Bible, book of Daniel. Yep. Hey, Daniel, man of God, since the moment you prayed, we were sent. When were they sent by God? The moment the man of God, or daughter of God, amen, amen. spoke the word of God. He said, we encountered some issues along the way with the devil and his troops, but we were sent the moment you prayed. Amen. Now, some of you need to go ahead and shake and shout right now Woo. because you've prayed it, you've spoke it, and you've wondered why it hadn't happened yet. Um, there, I'm going to talk to you about that in a minute. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. He said, since the moment you spoke and prayed, we were sent. We encountered some issues with the devil and his bunch. However... There was this mighty war angel, his name is Michael, who showed up and helped us. And we are now here for your words, Daniel. Thank you. Ah! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
That's old covenant, Pastor Bob. Yeah, I know it. And it's our covenant that's been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. And now we've been given an even better covenant to live in. Amen. Amen. I thought y'all be shouting, flopping around on the floor, acting like a bunch of holy rollers by now. (laughs) Glory to God. Wow. See, that's how happy I am to talk to you about angels. And if you think that's cool, there's a lot more where that came from. Amen. Amen. See, child of God, okay, Lord, you don't want to get off this. You got, you got to understand you don't need to stand strong in your own strength. Right. Amen. You're not supposed to stand firm in your own strength and power. Right. And, and, if, and if you're feeling weak and wimpy and some kind of shaky sometimes, you got to understand, any time a child of God is taking a stand and gets to feel a little bit shaky about that thing, you have gotten over into trusting your own ability and you need to get back very fast to trusting His ability. Amen. Very quickly. Amen. Amen. Oh, I know, Pastor Bob, but some of the stuff that comes at me, I, I understand I'm alive. I, I, amen. I got a flesh. I got a body. It doesn't get to talk very loud. Amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Praise God. Now, Yes, sir. Sean P., I need you down here. Kase bato lo kungilete site. Sean dolota site bakosta la kandianda. Yes, sir, Lord. I'll just do what you say do. I'll just do what you say do. Kabasite boko la tanda siske bokota. Ron simata la tosite. Ro kulete si. Jingarata. A while ago, during prayer, I began to get this, and, and he's going to need a microphone. Um, there are some prayer cloths, some healing cloths up here, and, and the Holy Ghost showed me it had to do with the oil and you and speaking and those cloths. So... Here's the oil, and what I saw was anointing, just taking a, you know, of the oil and putting it on each of those cloths and speaking what God's put in your heart. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I pray the finished word. Yes. The finished word of this body. The full manifestation. The full maturity of this body. Let the anointing flow. That whosoever this touches, your will, Father, is fulfilled in their lives. Their vision has come to pass. Their vision has come to pass in your name, Father. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Yes. Let them stand strong in that vision that you cast in their heart. Let them stand free. Let them be who you have called them to be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord, yes. Yes, Lord, thank you, Lord. What this, what this healing cloth represents is a manifestation of your will, Father. Bondages are broken. Yes, Lord. Bondages are broken. Wounds are healed. Thank you, Father. Weight is lifted. Stress is removed. Peace is restored. Yes, Lord. Peace of mind is restored. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let the peace rule in their heart. Be the umpire. Let their peace be restored. Yes, Lord. Their peace is restored right now. And Satan, you have no more authority, no more confusion, no more chaos in the mind, in the will and the emotions. Total peace and total restoration of the mind, will, and emotions. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be free. Be free to think the thoughts of God. Be free from the thoughts of the enemy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You have someone. Yes, the spirit of loneliness is defeated. Because our Lord and Savior calls us friends. Yes, Lord. You are here. You are in the fight. Full victory. Receive the victory. Receive the victory of health. Receive the victory of wealth. Rece receive the victory. Yes, let the anointing of victory come upon this. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for manifesting the victory. Reminding them of the victory that they have. Bring them to remembrance. Yes, Lord, bring them to remembrance of the victory that is already theirs. Yes, Lord, righteousness, consciousness is theirs to receive it. Just receive it. With this, they're, they're, they receive it. Yes, they receive it. They receive the anointing of victory. They receive victory over their circumstances. They receive it right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sean. Yes, sir. Praise God. Appreciate you, brother. Praise God. All right, church, here and there, everywhere, together, say it with me. I believe. I believe. I receive. I receive. And those, and those who are believing to receive. Receive, receive right now, right now. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank, Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, I love letting the Holy Ghost do the driving. Amen. It's just a nicer life. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Did you bring a Bible today? Yes, sir. I want to continue with what we started last week on healing and health in the armor of love. Amen. Amen. Open your Bibles to Matthew 24, verse 12. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Matthew 24. Brother Copeland would call this our golden text. 
he got that from Brother Hagin. He might have got that from Brother Kenyon. I don't know. I love having a heritage of faith, man. You know, we're in a family. This is a family of faith. Hallelujah. Now, before we read that, I want to read you the first little paragraph from our prophecy for 2022. 2022, this is what the Lord of the Lord is for us. We're working with this this year. 2022 is the year of awakening and revolution of the unconditional love of God. Love, God love. In 2022, I am pouring out my love, the love that I am, in manifestation of all that I am. I'm going to teach you at length this year, if we get to do it before the rapture, about I am and the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The armor of God is the armor of love. For I, God, am love. The armor of God is the armor of love. For I, God, am love. This is the Father speaking, not me. Amen. Amen. So Matthew 24, verse 12. And because iniquity, this is Jesus talking here. Because iniquity shall abound, that means it shall be abundant, the love of many shall grow cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same, he that endures to the end in love, shall be delivered, shall be saved or delivered. Not just in the end deliverance, but delivered through everything he or she encounters in life. And this gospel, this news of the goodness of God and His kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. I've said this so many times, but I'm going to say it again. Because iniquity shall abound. Iniquity is lawlessness. Iniquity is anything. In fact, I wrote it in my, in my journal this way. Iniquity is anything outside of the law of love and the laws of the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of love. Iniquity is anything outside of the law of love, and outside of the laws of the kingdom of God, which is the kingdom of love, laws like the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the law of faith, the law of seed time and harvest, the law of tithing, etc. There are many of them. Amen. Amen. (coughs) Excuse me. These are laws that work for us, they don't, they're not laws that keep us in bondage. Right. It's kind of like the laws of this country, this nation, the United States. When we first began, the Constitution is a law. Right. It was written to protect us. Right. We have a Constitution. The, covenant, the Bible is the covenant in Jesus' blood. The new covenant in Jesus' blood is the law of God for us. Amen. It's not bondage law. It's not, a, it's not a law to limit us. It's a law that unlimits us. Amen? The law of gravity works for us. It's a law. Law of physics. Amen? Amen. The law of thrust put together with the law of lift makes an airplane fly. Amen? Amen. Amen. There are laws of physics that make a a multiple ton steel ship float in the sea. Those are laws of physics that cause that to happen. I mean, you think you put a chunk of steel in in the sea and it just goes to the bottom. 
not if you put the right laws of physics together and the right laws of, in those, the laws of geometry and displacement of air. Okay, you got that. All right. We're not going to build a boat today. I have a rather long word of wisdom for you, but I want you to gather, I want you to grasp this, okay? I don't want you to get mental with this. I want you to be spiritually, very much spiritually awake, spiritually aware, and, and don't miss this. You don't want to miss this. Amen. This is red letters. Today. Amen. That there is, concerning this law of iniquity, not law, but the, the lawlessness that's causing many that had the love of God, their love to grow cold, and people start walking in selfishness. There is a great confrontation in these last days of evil coming against good, of selfishness coming against love. It's a great confrontation we're in. It's real. This confrontation is coming at you, to you, as people are focused on looking out for their own best interests, regardless of the cost to other people. This confrontation, you, every one of us deal with it every day. I'm preaching to you the good news today. I'm just sharing with you what Jesus is talking about in Matthew 24. And he said, and Matthew 24 is talking explicitly about the last days, the final time of the last days which we are in. Right. Amen. Amen. This confrontation is manifesting through people, but it is not from people. It is the accuser himself and his range of demonic influences working through people. This is why it can be so frustrating for a Christian. Because we're supposed to walk in love. But the, but the demonic confrontations are coming through people that we're supposed to be loving. Amen. How vitally important it is that we grasp this. This is very powerfully important. You must... Now, don't miss this. This is, this is bright red letters highlighted, underlined. You must be spiritually minded... Allowing the Holy Spirit to enlighten the eyes of your understanding, causing you to see and know the real source of the confrontations. It's not the people. I'm going to read you a scripture a little bit that says, We wrestle not with flesh and blood. Amen. Only in this way can you be able to take aim and fire the word of God at and upon the evil spirits, and at the same time continue to actively love the people who are involved, extending kindness, gentleness, forgiveness, and goodness to them. Y'all with me? Online, y'all with me? Say amen. I hear you. This is the way that love never fails. However, you must be well-dressed in the armor of God, the armor of love, to stand strongly and securely in the middle of a selfish, angry, 
and spiritual, excuse me, spiteful environment. You must put on and wear the whole armor of love. Healing and divine health live inside that armor. Now I'm going to read that whole thing again, but I want to preach it out, but I've got to get to something else to te talk to you today about the armor, because I think it's going to thrill you. Why do, we, why do we teach the Word? We, we bring out revelation, things that God has revealed. I've been walking to this for a long time. And God has revealed so that we can have faith in the provision of what the Word of God has provided, amen. of what the covenant in Jesus' blood has provided. So we bring out revelation from the Word of God, amen, so that it's not just doctrine, it's not just, you know, it's not just dogma, it's not just something to believe or philosophy. This is so that we can see and understand a revealing of what has really truly been provided, and that's what's going on today. So the admonition from the Lord today here is in this part, you got to get past the flesh, man. You, people, people, iniquity shall abound, but people have become selfish. I'm going to read this again. There is a great confrontation in these last days of evil coming against good. Well, you're good. We have the evidence of His goodness inside of us. Amen. Of selfishness coming against love. Selfishness is the motivation for hatred. Right. Selfishness will cause people to say, I love you, and try to destroy you at the same time. They did it with Jesus. Don't think you're exempt from what He experienced from evil spirits. Amen? Amen. difference between you and Him is... He won the victory for you, and you now walk in the victory. Right. You don't have to wonder how it's going to turn out. Like it was prayed out. You all prayed this out a while ago in, in morning prayer. This confrontation is coming at you, to you. That's good news. I don't like that, Pastor Bob. It's good news. You're alive. Amen. You're in Christ Jesus. Right. This is good news. You're not getting confronted. You're not walking with Jesus. <laughs> I'm serious. If you're, if, you're, if you're schmoozing along with the world, the devil, and the flesh, and nobody's bothering you, you are outside the will of God, I guarantee you. You are, you are fellowshipping with the wrong folks. Come on. That's why I said earlier today, I laughed at a couple times this week. When it, the devil's accusation is just absolutely ludicrous. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This confrontation is coming at you to you as people are focused on looking out for their own best interests, regardless of the cost to other people. <clears throat> you know it's not in my best interest to be here doing this? It is now, but I didn't used to think so. Quite risky, actually. If you get in my Bible and look at it, you'll see that it that I made notes in there about where it would be better for me to be, what, what it would be better for me to do if I was just protecting myself. But it's better for the friends of Jesus Christ if I'm in, in the Midwest preaching, teaching, and healing. Amen. So what's the motivation? Well, I don't know. Some pastors are pastors because they got hired. Right. Some pastors are pastors because they got a house supplied and a salary and an office and congregation supplied to them and a, and a shop to work in. Right. And then there are some of us that are shepherds of God who seemed like he just put us out there where the wolves are and the bears and the lions. And so you find out in these days what's a shepherd and what is a hireling. 
because those of us who are shepherds, we'll kill the bear, kill the lion, and have wolf steak for supper. Amen. Amen. And feed the sheep wolf steak. Amen. Thing you find out about shepherds, they smell like the sheep. They're not so separated from the sheep. They they get the infl- they get they, they get some of the dirt and the crud and the junk, the confrontations that come at the people of God. They experience it. Why? Because the shepherd takes on the care of that flock. Right. I'm not talking about shepherds. The message is not about shepherds. I'm talking about the evil that comes against you. The evil that comes against me. It's why I have a pastor. It's why I have mentors. Yes, amen. amen. I'm not an island out here to myself. Right. And, I, and I, amen. amen. And I am uh, not only accountable, but responsible to be accountable to them right. and to you. Amen? Okay. So these confrontations come against, and they're manifesting through people, but the confrontations are not from people. That's a key element you've got to get a hold of. This junk that's coming at you in life, it's not from people. It's from the enemy. If he can get you... See, see the devil and the Holy Ghost are both, both trying to do the same thing. They're trying to get the influence of your mind and then get you to speak their words so that they can function for you. The Spirit of God and the devil himself are both trying to do the same thing. The Holy Spirit's trying to get to gain influence of your mind, will, and emotions to get you to speak the Word of God, amen, to trust in God so that God can supply and do for you what He has covenanted to do through the blood of Jesus. The devil's the same way. He's doing the same thing trying to get your attention and get your mind, will, and emotions focused and get you to speak in line with what he's doing so that he can destroy you. Steal, kill, and destroy, by the way. Sean P.'s favorite verse. Kenneth Hagin wrote Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24. I think Sean P. wrote John 10, 10. Amen. I love it. But it's not from people, it's the accuser himself and his range of demonic influences or demons working through people. You must be spiritually minded, allowing the Holy Spirit to enlighten the eyes of your understanding, causing you to see and know the real source of the confrontations. If you get your eyes off of the real source of the confrontations, you're in a fight with people. You got to understand, child of God, you are not in a fight with people or any person. You are the goodness of God in manifestation, the the sonship of God Almighty, the sonship of love, Jesus Christ in manifestation in a body by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And your problem is not people. Now, this is going to help some of you. I even think about business applications. When you have clients or people that you like to be clients or customers that you like to be customers, you've got to understand something. You don't need to get in convincing mode with their minds, wills, and emotions. You need to get in spiritual mode and find out what's going on behind the scenes with them. You can do this. 
You can find out what's going on behind the scenes in your prospective customers and go after those devils. Get them freed. So that then, when, amen, get them, get them freed. Why Are you praying for the people that you're going after to do business with you? I mean, I am. As a pastor, I'm like, I want people to come through here. What have I been doing in the, in the Midwest? I pray for people. Amen. amen. I, want, I want them here. I want people here. I love people. Uh, but people are never, ever your problem. Welcome to this great revelation. Amen. Only in this way can you be able to take aim and fire the Word of God. We're going to deal with that in a few minutes. And you fire the Word of God at and upon the evil spirits. And at the same time that you're firing upon the evil spirits, you're continuing to actively love the people involved, extending kindness, gentleness, forgiveness, goodness, and I might add firmness and stability to them. Amen. You don't have to agree with every person in order to be kind to them. You can be in absolute disagreement with people, especially those who are motivated by devils, and still be in love, still love. This is what we're talking about today. This is a revolution of the unconditional love of God. Somebody acting ugly towards me does not get to move me out of the love of God. Because the love of God is my safe place. So if, some, if the devil can get some ignorant, idiot, idiotic person to act ugly towards me and get me out of the love of God, he's got me out there in his territory. I'm fresh meat. Amen. But if I can remain, I can be, be, I can be firm, stable, steadfast, and kind, and gentle, and forgiving, and good. Right. Amen? Amen? Okay. At the same time. This is the way that love never fails. I hope you grab that, 1 Corinthians 13, 8. Love never fails. It, it conquers all. However, you must be well-dressed, and we're going to talk about this, in the armor of God, because 1 John chapter 4, verses 8 and 16 says, God is love. Amen? Amen? The armor of love to stand strongly and securely in the middle of a selfish, angry, and spiteful environment. You must put on and wear the whole armor of love. Healing and divine health live inside that armor. Isn't that good? Amen. <clears throat> Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Having done all to stand, Stand, 
therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Amen. Amen. Now I want to break this down. We're going to spend the rest of the time I take today just breaking this down and dealing with it. Amen. First of all, the Word of God says be strong. Verse 10 says be strong in the Lord. Not strong in yourself. And be strong in the power of His might. When you see the word might in the Bible, it literally means, the, whether it's in Hebrew or Greek, either one, it literally means the ability to accomplish anything. Amen. So when we talk about God's mighty power, we talk about El Shaddai, God, El Shaddai, God Almighty, the God who's able to overrule all physical law, override all physical law. Amen. Amen. The Almighty God. Or be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, His ability to accomplish anything. There's scripture that says, is the arm of the Lord shortened? Is there anything too, too, too terrible, too tough, too strong for the Lord? There's nothing He can't do. Amen. In you, through you, right now. Amen? Amen? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. This word wiles, put on the whole armor of God. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the Word of God tell us to do? Get dressed. In what? The armor of God. Get dressed in the armor of love, because God is love. Get dressed in what God wears. And it says put on the whole armor. That's, that means don't leave any of it off. You, you're going to be a lot happier, Christian, the faster you come to realize that you're in a war. Right. Or maybe I should say this. You're in a war territory. Right. You're really not in a war. You kind of are, but you're in a war territory. But the fact that it's so different for you is you've already been given the victory. Amen. Amen. So, so literally you are, you are absolutely impervious to danger right. if you're well dressed. Amen. If you're well dressed in the clothes that God wears. In order for this to be the armor of God and for it to be effective for us, we've got to realize Jesus wore this. He's not asking us to do anything that Jesus hadn't already done and then shown us, I've proved this armor for you. Right. This works. Amen. Here it is. Now, I mentioned it last week, but I think about King David, or he wasn't king. He was anointed to be king. He hadn't gotten the position yet. Right. Uh, when he went down to the battle, which wasn't a battle, of the Israelites with Goliath, which was really the Philistines, which, so there was really no battle going on. There was just a bunch of accusing and and uh, threatening going on. Amen. 
How many times do we, do we withdraw? Don't answer me too quickly here. How many times do we withdraw because of a threat? You know, I got a front bumper on the front of my Jeep <laughs> and a windshield between me and the bugs and the air coming at me and the birds and whatever they may be when I go down the road. Amen. And I have yet to drive through a swarm of bugs or <laughs> birds or anything else and stop till they pass. I want you to get a hold of this. You do the same thing in your vehicle. Right. You go right on down the road. If the bug splats on the windshield, big stinking deal. And keep going, right? Amen. Now, y'all looking at me kind of funny. If you're those that stop because you're in a swarm of flies and you don't want to get your windshield dirty, um, or you think that you might get hurt, I had one truck years ago that had a big bumper on the front end of it. I used to love to push things with that. <laughs> I did not mind having the front bumper of that old truck up against stuff. And I welded a, a hitch plate to the frame myself. Half inch steel, half inch thick steel hitch plate that I made. I welded it in there and I put the hitch plate on the frame. It wasn't a bumper mount. It wasn't bolted to the frame. It was heavy duty welded to the frame Amen. and I used to pull out trees with that old truck <laughs> amen. Amen. amen okay just let me tell you a little story about old green <laughs> in the business of building a house one time for myself years ago in the woods and there were a bunch of them big old strong shag bark hickory trees in that particular woods right where I wanted to build the house so I go in, I cut the tree down with a chainsaw, and then I work it up, get it out of the way. Then I got this stump to deal with. This was probably 10 or 12, maybe 15 of those trees. Well, then you got to go in and dig around them because I didn't have a, a backhoe. You go in and dig around them, you know, and you get the dirt back because you don't want to run your chainsaw in the dirt because uh, I make it dull real fast. And then go to work with an axe, and you get it to where that stump was kind of shaky. And then I'd hook my 3 8 thick, log chain to the frame of old green which was a full size I hate to tell you the whole description of that truck but boy it was cool it had 37 and a half inch tall tires 14 inches wide and they would bite had low range to pull that thing down in low range and I'd pull up on that chain and snug it up and start pulling and ever you know you, you couldn't every now and then you get one that wouldn't come out well, every time I got, I was always trying to pull them a little early. This one time I had 17 feet of log chain. This one time I had chained around the stump and it was loose enough I thought it ought to come out. And I went up and I snugged up on that chain and I gave the gas to old green. Of course, it had dual exhaust with them little thrush mufflers about that long, that big around. Whoa! And it, whoa! And you couldn't kill the truck. So whenever it would eventually get down in the dirt, it'd just start throwing dirt and mud up in the air, you know, and the stumping. So I, this one time I thought, mm-hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do with this. So I backed up close to the stump, and I just hit the gas, man. I got, I got about 15 feet of run, okay? 
And I thought, I'm going to jerk that sucker out of the ground. Old Green loved it. Whoa! Bam! It's like I hit a, I mean, it's like I hit the biggest wall you ever saw in your life. <laughs> Nothing happened. Truck still running, spinning dirt. Stump still in the ground. Why'd you tell us that, Pastor, Pastor Bob? I didn't quit. I went back. I backed old Green up a little bit. unhooked my chain from around the stump. Got my axe out again. And I kept working. And I built a house right where that stupid tree was. Eventually. Your life is like this. You got to know your tools. Right. Ah, it amazes me how many Christians walking around they don't know their tools. They, they don't know what their they don't know what their clothes do. Right. These set this set of pants I have, these breeches I have on right here, they got belt loops. Right. I actually have a belt on, right? Yeah. They got pockets. You can put stuff in there, right. things you need. I got stuff I need in that pocket, in that pocket. This coat it has pockets. I have things I need in there. Amen. The clothes work. Clothes are made to work for you. Amen. Amen. I love the fact that this shirt has a button up real close here so that you can actually pull a tie up to it. Amen. Amen. Everything's functional. Well, it should be. There's a lot of things done just for looks. I have very little appeal of that. I like like things that work. But how many Christians are going through life, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, Bible-thumping, faith-walking Christians who don't know how the clothes of God work? don't know what to expect out of these clothes. I believe in them. Put on the whole armor of God. Praise God. Maybe we can sing some songs like that. Hallelujah. This word wiles means schemes. I want you to realize that Satan is not just sitting around willy-nilly with no ideas. He has schemes, the Bible says, so that you may be able to overcome the schemes the strategies. There are schemes and strategies. Now that troubles some of you. I mean, it troubles you when you think, oh Lord, I hadn't really thought about that. That kind of bothers me. Well, you're not, you're very special, okay? But no one of you is any different from any other child of God in this idea here. You are the body of Christ Jesus and Satan hates Jesus. So if he can attack, come up with a scheme, a strategy, so what's he do? He studies your weaknesses. And his, his little low-level devils that we're going to talk about briefly here in just a minute. They study your weaknesses. Oh, you mean devils are looking at me all the time? Welcome to the war field. All the, you, need to work, you need to know this. You're walking victoriously through a minefield of the devil's schemes and strategies to try to take you out. He, doesn't, he knows he can't kill you. I mean, he can't keep you from going to heaven. You're God's. You're belong, you belong. You've been born again. You're a child of God. Amen? God's in you. But if he can eliminate one more part of the body of Christ from the earth, well, that's one part of the body of Christ that does him no damage. Right. What's this got to do with the love of God? Everything. Because our Father God is love. We're able to navigate, and I, when I say the word navigate, I don't mean, oh, look out, 
There might be a trick. There might be a trap right there. Now, with the eyes of our understanding enlightened, we're able to walk where God tells us to walk, when He says go, the speed He says go, in the manner He says go, and fear nothing or no one. Well, amen, Pastor Bob. Praise God. Hallelujah. But you can't do that. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Now, don't anybody go for any kind of visual image right here because I'll, 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 I will cast the devil off of you. I would feel pretty doggone awkward right now if I happened to realize I came to church without my britches. I would be like, oh, okay, well, I've got to preach because it's time to preach. Let me pull my jacket further down because I didn't put on the whole suit. Ooh, yeah, I'd feel weird if I didn't have any socks on right now. I saw an old man the other time out. I saw an old, I was driving, I was driving along in my Jeep the other day, just minding my own business, Daniel. And I saw one of my neighbors, he's an old guy. When I say old, I'm not old. So you can imagine this guy is quite a bit older than me. And it's early in the morning, and it's very, it's that morning when it was like 13 degrees outside. And this guy, I don't know, he had his cane and his jacket, but I happened to notice, notice his ankles, Tori, hit on some little old, low house shoe type things and no socks. I thought, dude, go get some socks on, man. I mean, I wear them winter dudes that come up to your knees, you know. I kind of like, I like in, when it gets 10, 11, 12, you know, single digits, I, I got a kind of half my hiber, hibernation mode. He didn't have his, uh, I wouldn't like that. Amen. Let's talk about some more of this here in Ephesians chapter 6. I want to move on. Verse 12. <clears throat> well, verse 11, just to cap capture it again, put on the whole outfit, the whole suit, the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. There's four levels of demonic influence or fallen angels that are described here in this one verse. Four levels of demonic influence or fallen angels that are described here, starting from the lowest to the highest. Principalities. I'm not going to teach long about this. I just want to point it out to you. Powers, rulers of the darkness of this world. Think about how many things are done in deception right. in this, you know, um, life we're living now. How many things, how many times people will say yes, but they really mean no? Right. How many times somebody will say yes, but they really mean maybe and probably no? I mean, deceiving, deception, darkness. How many things are done behind closed doors? How many deals are cut behind closed doors? How, how many times there is not transparency in what's really going on? Rulers of the darkness of this world. It's demonically influenced. It's not just human flesh. Human flesh buys into it and allows the operation of this, these demons. Principalities. Frustration is a principality. Do you know that? When you get frustrated? Do you understand frustration is a... It, I, I know lots of the names of these principalities. I call them low-level devils. Right. Got that from Joyce Meyer years ago. Mm -hmm. Frustration is a 
a principality. You, get, you can just deal with something for so long and so long and so long and you get frustrated with it. Guess what? If you play into that, you are giving an open door to a principality, which is a part of the scheme, schemes of Satan. Principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, not just darkness everywhere, but the darkness of this world. Right. And spiritual wickedness in high places. What in the world does that mean? You mean there's wickedness in, in the heavenlies? Because that's one application of that word high places. Look at it this way. Spiritual wickedness, that means twistedness, perverseness. Right? right? Yep. Spiritual wickedness in places of authority. High places. Well, that could be anywhere from a from a, a, a hireling pastor to the president of the of a country. Right. Places of authority. People running businesses that are have the spirit spiritual wickedness. Amen. Amen. Managers of departments in businesses could be there. High places. That's anywhere where there's influence over other people. Amen. And people are coerced or pressured or told to submit or get out. Right. Amen. Amen. That's all forms of this. Man, but this, this world is ate up with it. I don't mean to make a bad confession about the world, but I'm talking about the world. It's iniquity. We don't wrestle with we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but we wrestle with these things. Now, I want to read to you a couple of things from my Bible here. Um, the word wrestle, literally here, mean, the Greek word is pala, P-A-L-A, and it means combat. Combat. For we have combat against... That word against is the Greek word pros, P-R-O-S. It literally means it points towards something. The idea of intimate contact, face-to-face, in-touch contact with unseen spirits that have been marshaled against us. Want to know why things seem tough sometimes? I'm not teaching on demons today, but I've just got to take this moment here because we've been given the armor of God, not just as some kind of an extremist word of faith, Holy Ghost baptized Pentecostal philosophy of Christianity and add on to salvation. But we've been given the armor to God, of God to, to navigate and walk through this war field called earth as child, children, sons and daughters of God, sons and daughters of love in Christ Jesus by the Holy Ghost. It's not optional whether or not we get clothed. If we don't, we're at risk. And I'm talking about these things here because when we're pros, we wrestle, pala, combat against pros with intimate face-to-face, in-touch contact almost. Amen. This stuff's coming against you. That's what that word said when I opened this up. It's coming against you. Why does it seem tough? Why does it seem scary? Because it could be if you weren't well-dressed. And you can't Listen to me. <clears throat> this is just my heart here. This is the heart of the Father. You can't just decide to take a faith break and wimp out and take your clothes off in the presence of the enemy. 
And I'm not trying to be graphically bad there. I'm talking about taking off your armor. You just take a faith break. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just going to hit. I'm going to just go ahead and throw up my hands here and and I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, you need to get back in your clothing. Right. You need to get back in the armor of God. You need to. Get, there ought to be a scripture in the Bible that says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of you, Lord, you are my refuge, my fortress, my God. In you I do trust. What? In you. Amen. Amen. This armor is spiritual substance. Right. I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I need to tell you this part. <clears throat> the armor is spiritual substance. It comes from the inside out. Amen. Amen. The armor of God, the armor of love, don't miss this. The, uh, uh, this is Jesus again saying, hey, pay attention here. What I'm about to say is important. Don't miss this. The armor of God, the armor of love, is spiritual. God is a spirit, right? Remember John 4? Amen. So the armor of God is spiritual substance. Amen. The armor of God, the armor of love, is alive. It is not dead, stiff metal. Right. See, most of us have this ideology, this picture in our minds, this image in our mind of Roman armor of steel metal. That is not the armor of God. The armor of God is spiritual substance. It's on the inside of you and comes upon you. How? By your faith. You allow God to clothe you from the inside out. We're inside out people. We are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. That got prayed this morning. We are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. Amen? Amen. So it comes from the inside out. It's alive. This armor is not dead, stiff metal. It is alive, breathing, and flexible. It is of, watch this, it is of the Holy Ghost. This armor is of, it's made of the Holy Ghost. Ah, yes. The breath of life himself. It fits you. As you are. You don't have to adjust yourself to it. It comes up on you, out of you, out of your spirit, by your faith. You allow God to clothe you. Amen. You put on the whole armor of God. Amen. And it fits you, the you that you are, as you are. It's flexible. It's alive. It's breathing. The breath of life himself, the Holy Ghost. It is not ill-fitting and cumbersome. Most people think of the ar- think of wearing armor and they think clank clank, you know, clank got sword here, clank clank clank. Come on, let's go back. Let's go back to look at, at David. He looked at Saul's armor. Saul tried to put that kind of stuff on him, and David said, "No, no, no." Now you see. I'm a shepherd. This is the PBV version of the Bible. I'm a shepherd of God. 
and the lion and the bear came against me. And I took each of them by the throat and killed them with my other hand. And I haven't proven that dead metal stuff, but I've proven this anointing. I've proven, I have experienced what it is when this armor of God comes upon me and this uncircumcised devil, enemy, that's coming at me right now through, the, through a human being is going to be just like the lion and the bear. I'm taking him down today. I'm taking his head off his shoulders. Now watch this. David was fully dressed in the armor of God that he had at the moment. And he ran at the problem. How many of y'all running at your problem? Or are you just trying to get the problem to go away? Just leave me alone. Get Kelly. Please go away. How many of you, men and women, this is not just a man thing. Women, you're not exempt from having to walk by faith. You're the just, you're the righteousness of God. You've got to walk by faith too. Fully suited up. In what you know works. First of all, you know it works because when you're in it, you have peace. You know it works because when you're in it, you're in love. You know it works because when you're in it, you're in joy. And that perfect love that you walked in, that manifestation of love that you have when you're in that armor, casts out all fear. And a problem comes at you? Are you kidding me? Some five-year-old comes through that door right there right now and says, Pastor Bob, I'm taking you down. Well, <laughs> aren't you cute? <laughs> Bless you, darling heart. I'm going to get you fixed today, boy. Amen? Okay, let's take a five-foot demon walks through the door. Hey, you, taking you down. <laughs> Not today. Yeah, no place here. I'm always stand here and let him come up at me. No, 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 no. Had this happen just the other day with someone. They got aggressive coming at me. I said, you better stop. They didn't stop. So I went right at them. That's what works. Didn't go at them to fight. I got them to make them stop. Because on the other side of me was my wife. And if you think you're coming aggressively at me when she's sitting there, dude, you're done. Because I am a covenant husband. Amen. Amen. I'm not challenging anybody here. I'm just giving a little history just a few days ago. How many of you, when a problem comes at you, you go at it? You know what? My Jesus has already won this battle for me, and I'm taking you down today in the name of Jesus. You are not staying in my life. Come on. Now, I'm not saying invite the devil. He's already coming at you. Pros against, wrestling against. We have combat against, pros in contact with evil. That's what this iniquity is that Jesus is talking about that causes a lot of people to lose their love, for their love to grow cold. Because there's so much anger and hatred and selfishness and bitterness and spitefulness. Amen? We're not supposed to draw back. We're not of those, Hebrews 10, we're not of those who draw back. Amen? There's 15 different messages I can preach out of this right now. We're not of those who draw back. Read Hebrews 10. 
along about verse 25, I think, somewhere in there. It's time to stop drawing back because we got to get our clothes on. Now that clock is moving on me and y'all are holding me up because you're pulling so hard. The armor of God is supernatural armor, not earthly armor. The whole armor of love comes up on you from the inside out, manifesting the strength and power of God's might. This is not philosophy. This is our reality. This is our spiritual reality. Now let's look at this. This is what I've been trying to get to all day. Y'all are pulling hard on all this stuff. Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Y'all ready? Y'all right? Let's look at the armor. Let's go back to verse, oh, I don't know. Let's go back to verse, let's go to verse 14. Having done all the stand, you take the whole armor of God to you in verse 13. Having done all the stand, stand. Having your loins girt about with truth. Let's talk about the belt of truth for a moment. The belt of truth. In armor, let me just tell you this. The belt of truth is, 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 is based upon this. The truth is God's word is truth. So I've heard the, the belt of truth described as, well, the belt's what holds everything together. But the belt does more than that. It has a coat of mail. It has armor that hangs from it. Okay? All the way around. So we're talking about healing and health in the armor of love. Amen? The belt of truth, and God's word is truth, so we are... The belt of truth is the word of God around us. Amen? Amen. And this represents and, and provides health for all digestive, reproductive, and body core operations. Amen. I'm talking, we're talking about healing and health in the armor of love. So the belt of truth with all the armor that's attached to it brings us divine health for all digestive, reproductive, and body core operations. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Now remember, we're talking about revelation of the Word of God, of what has God provided truly in the Word. We read about the armor of God, and we think metal. We think dead, stiff steel. And we clank around in it. And it does not apply to us today in the 21st century, and so we dismiss the idea of it. When we begin to think of, this is armor that comes, the belt of truth comes from within you. Right. And you put that on. I've done this for years, guys. Being aware that I am circumferenced at the closest place with truth. Amen? Amen? The breastplate of righteousness. Well, that's obviously the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? You, you have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? We believe that. Now we begin to trust in that. And by faith, we put on the breastplate of righteousness. What's that, what's that do for us? It provides health for all heart and blood 
lungs and breathing operations. The breastplate of righteousness, which actually goes around like a vest. God gave me this, this image of it, like it's like a bullet, bulletproof vest. Isn't that cool? How vital is it that you know that in the armor of God, the living armor, the living clothes of God, if you're going to be in combat, in face-to-face combat, in a, in, a, in, a, in a, this is a hostile territory spiritually, but you have angels all around you, and you're walking along in the, in the armor of God that's come up out of you by faith because you're coming to know this and trust this, that all of your heart and blood, all of your lungs and breathing, all operations from the heart and lungs and the things that come the vital things that come out of your chest. Amen. In your body, we're talking about physical body now, because armor protects the physical body. Amen. There's healing and health there. Amen. Healing and health there. The rib cage. If you've had rib injuries. Amen. Amen. It's good, isn't it? Again, we're just revealing more of what and I listen, I'm not giving you a comprehensive list that this is all it is. I'm pointing you in the direction here because God's going to show you more. You've got more organs and things inside of you than just the ones I'm calling out. But think about what this is, what this means. Because armor protects a physical body. Why would God tell you in His Word to put on His clothes? Put on the armor that's going to protect your physical body for healing and health. Because you've been attacked. And you're going to be attacked. Okay. The shoes of the gospel of peace. Wow. That's the good news of wholeness, soundness, completeness, and prosperity. The shoes of the gospel of peace. That word peace means wholeness, soundness, completeness, prosperity in every realm. Okay, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the good news. This this is going to bring you, are you ready? Healing and health for all ambulatory, orthopedic, and skeletal systems in your body. All ambulatory, orthopedic, and skeletal systems in your body. Think about what your body does with shoes. It rests upon them, in them. The shoes are the foundation for the rest of the body. How many of you have, have, have noticed a difference between the way shoes with good arch supports and heels feel and flip-flops? Right? There's a big difference, isn't it? One gives you a whole lot more support. One set, I mean, the flip-flops are comfy. I kind of like them in the summertime myself. Amen. However... These are the shoes that bring healing and health, that provide healing and health. We're talking about healing and health in your physical body. We need to be able to believe in the provision that Jesus paid for in this armor that comes up from on the inside of us for all ambulatory, all orthopedic. That's the entire skeletal and the whole whole skeletal system. Amen? It's pretty good, isn't it? I'm going to skip, I'm going to put this in this order that the Lord wants me to go in today. The helmet of salvation. Wow. The helmet of salvation. Where does the helmet go? On the head. So this is total deliverance by the blood of Jesus. Salvation is deliverance. So the helmet <coughs> on the head, 
Total deliverance by the blood of Jesus. Total deliverance. Total salvation by the blood of Jesus. Okay, this brings health for all brain, neurological, and nervous system functions. Healing and health for all brain, neurological, and nervous system functions. That, that, what, does that do? what does that do? I mean, you think, with well, the helmet of salvation, praise God. And, and I've heard this taught this way. Put on the helmet of salvation, you know you're saved. Praise the Lord. And you just keep reminding yourself that you're saved. And it's kind of like this mental, emotional operation, right? right? I got the helmet of salvation on, I know I'm saved. And so you kind of got this mental, emotional operation going on wearing the helmet of salvation. But wait a minute, the helmet of salvation comes out of your spirit up on your head. Right. And now, this living, breathing of the Holy Ghost armor that fits you perfectly, it's custom fit, you're able to move and run and go, is is protecting everything that your brain, neurological, and nervous system does throughout the entire body. Whoa. You, you understand that one of the biggest things that people have problems with in phys physically, their physical issues, come from mental, emotional stress? It's 90 some odd percent of, it's over 95 percent of human illnesses are self-induced. And the majority of them are stress-related. Right. Or worry. worry. Worry is just a sad form of stress. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Are you doing all right? Yes, sir. I'm going to wear my helmet. Amen. I want my brain to work right. Yes, sir. I don't want the enemy to be able to attack. When we think about, we think about attacks from the enemy, uh, yes, just attacking the mind Hallelujah. However, there is the, the mind actually operates in an organ called the brain. Right. And if you have, didn't intend to go here, but I'm going to for a minute because I know a lot about this. If you know someone who's been diagnosed bipolar, that, that is, you know, that's what we're talking about here is polarization of cells. We're talking about plus charge and negative charge, positive and negative charge. Right. And we have plus to negative, they, they connect. We have correct polarization. Right. But when we try to connect negative to negative or positive to positive, they, they don't, they repel each other. They don't not even connect, they repel. Right. Like you, any of you ever play with magnets? Yes, Isn't that fun? Yes, so bipolar and all the operations around it are involved in the physical condition of human brain cells being, being messed up. Now, I'm simplifying this to you neurological you know, brain surgeons, uh, but that's okay because we're not all neurological professionals. But the whole system of bipolar schizophrenia, same kind of operation. When, when, and, and when, when, when thoughts are received and dwelled upon in the mind, through the mind and affect the brain, the operation of the brain, causes cells to fall apart. 
That's called disease. It's called crazy operation, crazy function, bad thinking, bad thought, bad operations, bad choices. Amen. We see all that. What's the cure? What's the, where's the healing and health? Inside the helmet of salvation. Now, I'm not talking about that little weak thing where people say, oh, I'm saved, praise God. I just remind myself I'm saved. No, we're talking about total deliverance. The helmet that comes up from within you. Now, you're all going to have to get this. You're going to have to get this because you can't have that come upon you without blended fellowship and communion with the Father in Christ Jesus by the Holy Ghost. You don't just... You don't put this armor on from the outside. This comes up on you. You put this on from inside, blended with Him. Amen? Amen. We, do it in, we do it intentionally. The shield of faith. Faith is trust and confidence in God Almighty. Amen? Resting in Him. But the shield of faith provides healing and health for all of the body, like a hooded overcoat. Over all. The, I, brought, I wore an overcoat today. You wear the overcoat where you put that on. Now, that overcoat's not hooded, but this is like a hooded overcoat with a face covering even. And it covers everything else you've got on. Health for all of the body like a hooded overcoat. Watch this. Maintaining divine health before, during, and after enemy attacks. I'm going to teach you about walking in faith. Because you don't just throw on the armor of faith or the, the shield of faith every now and then when you see the pressure rising. I better put on the shield of faith. Bless God in Jesus' name, by faith. Da, 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 da. No, 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 no. You get dressed before you leave the house. Some of you need to get dressed before you get out of bed. Some of you need to go to bed dressed. You don't ever take this clothing off because it's not ill-fitting. It's not physical clothing. This is spiritual clothing. And you rest. I sleep at night in my armor. I sleep very well. I rest really well. It is. I, have, I developed 30 years ago developed the most amazing, I believe God for this. You know, the Bible says He gives His beloved sleep Amen. and good rest. I said, well, I'm His beloved. I'm taking that. And I developed this uncanny ability of His that it doesn't matter what's going on five minutes before I go to bed. When I lay down, lights out, baby. Amen. I ain't thinking, worrying about nothing. And if there is something that tries to bug me a little bit, I will get up and I will go deal with it, and then I'll go to bed. Amen. And rest. Thank you, Lord. You're not messing up my rest. That's the shield of faith, but you've got to wear that. Amen? Amen? It's total covering. Ephesians 6 says it quenches every fiery dart of the wicked. That, that means it quenches it before it ever gets into the inner armor. There's healing and health inside the armor of love. Are you all doing all right? Y'all online, you're doing all right? Praise God. Go ahead and shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, all right. Here's this. The sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit, which is the word of love by the Holy Ghost in your mouth 
at all times. Now I'm going to say this again. The Word of love, the Word of God, by the Holy Ghost in your mouth at all times. It literally means healing and health for all verbal, oral communications. It is an offensive weapon, and it's time for you to attack. And that got prayed in Remnant Ecclesia prayer this morning. Attack. You guys, y'all were praying. You hadn't seen, I don't think any of you got in my briefcase and saw my notes. Y'all were praying this stuff out. I'm going, Lord God, you are so good, man. They're praying this stuff out. Praise God, this is right on track. I'm like, these words and these things. The sword of the Spirit. Now, people say, well, but listen to me. People say, well, now, I can take the Word of God and cut them up. Yeah, but you're talking about cutting up those people. Remember, you don't wrestle with flesh and blood. You take the Word of God and cut up the demons, but that means you've got to recognize what you're dealing with. That means you've got to have eyes to see and ears to hear and mind to understand. You've got to have your eyes, the eyes of your understanding, enlightened so you see and know what you're dealing with. It's not the people. It's not the person. Amen. You're dealing with the spirits that are in them, on them, and behind them that are coming against you. Yes, amen. You're walking in love towards the person, even though they may think you're being very hateful. Because you're intolerant of their evil. Do you understand? This is Jesus. People had a love-hate relationship with Him. There are very few people ever that are kind of neutral about Jesus. (laughs) What do you think about Jesus Christ? Love Him or hate Him? Very few people, ah, whatever. He's okay. Are we doing okay? But this idea, I'm going to take the sword of the Spirit and cut people up with it, that's not what it's for. The sword of the Spirit is to cut up the devil, cut up the demons, the the principalities, the powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what the sword is for. Attack that. Attack them. You've got to locate them. What authorities, and this is when we pray concerning authorities in this country, this this state, the different states. Man, there's some cool things going on in our states right now. Amen. Amen. Counties, cities, villages, towns. Um, when, when we, if we're praying correctly, God's going. The Holy Ghost is going to show us demonic activity. Right. It's ours to remove them. Amen. We're removing the demons. Amen. Amen. And if people choose to stay with the demons, then they got to go too. Right. It's it's pretty simple. Amen. We don't get to hating the people. We just will not tolerate being demon oppressed. Remember Daniel in Babylon? You can't pray. Daniel goes over to the window, opens the window up, and prays. Remember his buddies, his three buddies? Kneel down and bow down and worship our heathen image. No, we will not. Our God will deliver us, and even if he doesn't, we're not bound down to you. That, that That was not... Unchristian. Remember Paul? Remember Peter? James? John? Remember these guys? Remember the book of Acts? What's better for me to walk with God or walk with man? To follow God's laws or man's laws? I'm following God. You do that because you're wearing armor. You're not, you know, oh, oh my God, I've taken a stand. Now what's going to happen to me? Um, 
Well, if you're like I do, when I take a stand and, and it seems like there could be a negative response, my next, my next thing I'm going to do is step forward. Right. Amen. Do you remember when Jesus walked away from the hill in Nazareth where they was trying to kill him? Yep. Just because he told them what he'd come to do. Remember he walked away? He didn't, the Bible doesn't say he turned around and ran from them. He said he set his face and walked right through them. Come on, somebody, help me. He set his face and walked right through them. And they couldn't lay a hand on him. Why? I mean, they, they drug him out there. Why did he let him drug him out, drag him out there? Why did he do that? Why, Jesus, why did you even let him drag you out of the synagogue out there to throw you off the brow of the hill? Well, I love the Lord. He said, I could have walked out of the synagogue any moment. Big deal. They thought they were winning. And I let them take me to the brink of what they thought was going to be their success. And I put on the, I let the armor manifest and I just walked off. Kind of like the same thing I did at Calvary. They thought they were going to kill me, whipping me and, and torturing me. And they just couldn't. They even drove nails in my hands and feet, and, 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 and they just couldn't kill me. Not until I said it's okay. I have power to lay my life down. I have power to pick it back up. And therefore, this, for this reason, my Father loves me. And we're His body. You take a stand and you step back and wonder what's going to happen now? You kidding me? I'll tell you what's going to happen now. Next step, Father. That's what's going to happen now. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Not because we're mean and nasty and ugly and selfish, because we're walking in love. We're walking in God. We're, we're wearing love's uh, clothing. Last admonition. Praying always. What does that mean? Living contact, unbroken, blended communion with the Father in Christ Jesus by the Holy Ghost. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. This is not. This is what you do in the armor. This is how you keep your armor on. Amen. Praying always doesn't mean, oh God, help me, help me, help me. <coughs> oh God, bless me. Oh God, help me. Oh God, bless me. Oh God, oh God, bless me, bless me. Help me, help me. That's not. That's not prayer. It's talking about. Blended, living contact, unbroken, blended communion with the Father who is love in Christ Jesus, who is a manifestation of love, by the Holy Ghost, which is the spirit of love. I have one other little thing to say to you today. The Lord said, and this is a little add-on, a little sticky note. He said to tell you, you must use the sword of the Spirit of love, the Word of God, you must become skillful in using the word, the sword of the Spirit of love in every situation at all times. The more skillful you become, the healthier you will remain. I'm going to read that little bit to you again because we're finishing. You must use the sword of the Spirit the Word of God, the Word of love, with skill. You must become skillful in using the sword of the Spirit of love in every situation 
at all times. The more skillful you become, the healthier you will remain. I don't know about you, but in a season where all kinds of radical, crazy rules are being made because of viruses and sicknesses and diseases, I think it's great to have clothing on that's impenetrable. I know there's a better better way to pronounce that word, but I'm going with that one for right now. It can't be penetrated. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for this word today. I thank you, Father, for the spirit of impartation in the name of Jesus. And I set myself in agreement with everything that's been prayed during Rimmon Ecclesia prayer. And when, when Brother Sean prayed a while ago, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for impartation through these cloths, impartation through this, the body of Christ Jesus. Oh, I'll do that. Can I pray for Sophie real quick? Sophie, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? I'm going to pray for you. No weapon formed against you shall ever prosper. In any little bit, you and your brother are absolutely and completely covered by the blood of Jesus, the Spirit of God, the armor of love, and the angels of heaven do stand guard and protect the innocent ones. You are safe, sound, and secure in Jesus' name. I love you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad you're out here. It's good timing. Praise God. I couldn't have, wouldn't have been able to do that if you weren't out here. Say it with me. I am, I am. well dressed well in the whole, in the whole. Armor, of God. armor of God. I'm safe. Sound, Sound, secure, secure, whole, whole, complete, complete, lacking nothing. nothing. (laughs) I'm healed and healthy. healthy. In Jesus' name. name. Hallelujah. Glory to God.